Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of A Practical Spirit. <clears throat> it's been a while since um, I've recorded anything, mainly because I've been on holiday hanging out with my mum and family, which has been wonderful but exhausting at the same time. Um, <clears throat> I've just been, yeah, kind of thinking about what I would talk about next and had a had a moment of compulsion to start talking about uh, something which I've come across quite a lot, <clears throat> especially recently. Uh, this, well, it's something that we come across every day, I guess, in polite conversation. Um, and it's uh, our sort of natural, polite tendency to turn away from things which are uncomfortable <clears throat> and uh, I think in a lot of ways um, we well I, I think in a lot of ways I'll try and speak in the me rather than the we because I don't want to speak for you um, I can justify my turning away from uncomfortable things in, in a number of different ways. Politeness being the most effective. Uh, and this is sort of why I talked about the fight flight response in the previous episode. Um, you know, in order to <clears throat> do something different, for ourselves, we, I have to realize that I'm actually doing something in the first place. Um, and so I think at the heart of spiritual practice is first an interrogation, an understanding of how we work um, and what it is that causes us to behave in certain ways. Um, <clears throat> and I first came across this um, realization when I took a personal development course called the Mortal Life Weekend, uh, where it started to, well, they had a load of different uh, tools uh, that helped me to, in essence, observe the way that my mind constructed stories uh, and and sort of came to conclusions about how I should be in a certain situation and that was very revealing um, and really useful and then I started to get interested in Buddhism which had been really quite amusing because um, my first touch into Buddhism was when I was much younger uh, when um, my grandmother was still alive and we would rub Buddha's head and belly for luck at the beginning of every year. <clears throat> Some sort of strange hybrid of uh, Chinese and uh, Western superstition. Um, and then uh, my belief about Buddha based on some superficial knowledge about the story of Prince Siddhartha, I believe his name is, 
Um, so the, the most famous story about the prince who lived in an isolated garden and decided to go out one day disguised as a as an ordinary person or just go out. I can't remember which it was. Um, and he saw suffering for the first time. He saw poverty, he saw starvation, he saw old age. And that kind of woke him up into the into his path as an aesthetic um, and meditating and fasting and all that sort of stuff. So in my my very unnuanced view of Buddhism, um, my belief was it was all about suffering and glorifying suffering and being in suffering. And it was kind of a bit sort of self-flagellating, really. <clears throat> But then, after many, many years of believing that Buddhism was just a great place for people to feel sorry for themselves, uh, I started to come across Western teachers who could really kind of articulate the message of Buddhism in a much more Western-friendly way. Um, and I started to understand that actually what Buddhism is, is a deep interrogation into how we, how we operate as human beings on a physical emotional and mental level and ultimately a spiritual level um but i haven't i haven't got there in buddhism i'm just really scratching the surface of that um and i'm not a buddhist i just enjoy the practices that i've been um been uh sort of using basically um but what i like about the the ones that I, the teachers that I come across in that tradition, uh, like Pema Chodron and um, oh, I've forgotten the other guy's name. I'll put it. I'll put it out if you want it. Um, so, like Pema Chodron and oh yes, Reginald Ray and Alan Watts, who's a little bit, a little bit on the left field side so you kind of have to listen to him a number of times to get it um and i don't find him terribly funny which i think doesn't help um so the the clarity of what they're offering in terms of understanding how we operate in a non-physical way and physical way and how that kind of interacts with with it how those sides of us interact with each other and how <clears throat> we can, through uh, practices of awareness, uh, build our presence in ourselves uh, and in our bodies, um, which then allow us to make choices which are uh, beyond our reactionary, unconscious sort of what unconscious urges. Um, is pretty quite really quite fascinating and not really that far away from uh, well it's not far away at all it, it's basically um, pretty much what people are discovering through uh, newer sciences like neuroscience um, and uh, embodiment which is kind of born out of its roots are in martial arts so I kind of see it happening that way anyway um, so, 
Where was I? Yes. Um, so it's the, the thing about these, these particular teachers is they don't just talk about how we can see what we do, but also what the point is of seeing what we do and how we can use them to help us step forward into what I consider to be a spiritual practice, which are things like, you know, how do you choose to forgive someone when they have hurt you? Uh, how do you act in a compassionate way when you are feeling like you should be attacked, you are being attacked, or you should uh, strike back? Uh, how do you um, feel grateful even when your life is shit <laughs> or you feel like it is, you're believing it is? Sorry, it's not feeling. Um, and, you know, how do you practice being generous when you don't have a lot to give? Um, and how do you, how do you operate from a place of love rather than a place of obligation? Um, and getting that these are all not just thoughts, and also physical experiences within the body. Um, <clears throat> I worked with a guy very sh briefly called Paul Linden, who is um, in, in a, an embodiment or somatic guy uh, based out of Columbus. Um, and he, he was really amazing, but really helped me to understand some, some very key anchor points, I guess, is what, how I think of him. Uh, first was presence. He, we sort of had a little interaction. He held my, he shook my hand um, and he wouldn't let go. And I couldn't really understand what he was, what he was doing. Um, so we, sh we shook hands and he was like, I want you to be here. And I was, wasn't actually aware that my, my presence was actually all the way out on the other side of the room because that's where I was putting myself um, because I felt uncomfortable in this space where I was making contact with another human being. And he just really patiently waited uh, and just kept asking me to be with him until I was, I just sort of remember very clearly making eye contact with him and there being a real sense of connection and presence between us. And he went, ah, there you are. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize I was doing that. Um, and now I'm, I'm sort of aware of the fact that I can sometimes drift out into the, uh, into a space away from where I physically am, uh, in order to feel safe, to put distance between myself and the person I'm with. And so part of what I consider to be a spiritual practice is to deliberately um, commit to myself to be present with the people that I am with, um, even when it's difficult or uncomfortable for me to be that way. And so that, that for me is, you know, a spiritual practice.
Um, another thing he he sort of talks about, um, and he does this really well in the, in the um, in his sort of like program, which he calls embodied peacemaking. Um, he takes us through a process of centering the body and opening the heart uh, in order to be more compassionate and kind with a person that you care about or a person who you may think is um, in competition with you or, uh, or attacking you. Uh, and so you basically relax everything down the center of your body because when your fight flight response is triggered, everything in the center of your body tightens and lifts up, which makes you physically unstable and also sends uh, messages to your body about raising cortisol levels and switching off your frontal lobe and that sort of thing. Um, and then feeling out to the side of you and the front and the back of you with your awareness. So you're expanding yourself to the sides, front and back, up and down, relaxing everything down the center of your body. That's eyebrows, lips, tongue, throat, chest, belly. And then he said, think of something that makes your heart smile. And um, so I thought about a picture of my nephew when he was a kid and I could physically feel my heart kind of lift and open. Um, and I was kind of like, wow, I didn't realize that was something I could do deliberately as opposed to it being a happy accident. Cause I'd helped, I'd had that feeling before, but I, I wasn't realized I didn't connect with the realization that I am in control of that. <clears throat> and so I think at the heart of spiritual practice is, it, uh, it are two things. It's the realization that I am the steerer of the ship. I control whether I love, whether I hate, whether I am generous, whether I am <clears throat> a liar, whether I am uh, vindictive or resentful or angry. Um, and then out of that realization is the commitment or the want to change those habits that create destruction and disconnection um, in my life and find a way to heal and create connection in my life. Um, and that sounds, maybe sounds like um, something that's easy, but it's not. Um, as human beings, especially in this part of the world, in this time, we've come to believe that wanting things is the same as making things happen is the same as it happening. Um, and so part of that journey is learning that it takes as long as it takes. We deserve to be forgiven over and over and over again by ourselves because the journey from realizing where we are 
to getting to where we think we should be is a lifetime's journey. And it's totally worth it. So, on that note, I'm going to end this podcast here. I hope that's been helpful and um, that you've uh, gained something useful for yourself out of it. Uh, if you want uh, any more detail about any of the teachers I've mentioned uh, or want to ask a question about anything that I've put in this podcast or want to come and talk about me this in a podcast with me, then come on down and uh, we'll have a chat. Uh, yeah, until next time. Bye.